The Canadian Hydrogen Fuel Cell Association's goal is to advance the commercialization of hydrogen and fuel cell technologies in Canada and overseas. This organization works with companies, academia, and research agencies to help them develop and advance fuel cell technologies. Today, I'm joined by Yvette Vera Perez, who will let us know how hydrogen is having rapid growth here in Canada. Why, hello, Yvette. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much, Maria. Thank you for having me. It's great on um, this cold, you know, winter uh, day. Here we are. We're chatting, and uh, we're talking about hydrogen and, and the fuel cell association. So, tell. But first, tell me a little bit about your background and and what led you to to the uh, the Canadian Fuel Cell Association. Yeah, thanks. Um, so, so yeah, I uh, well, I'm, I'm a Havana, Cuba native. Mm -hmm. I uh, did my undergrad in mechanical engineering in in in, in Cuba, and I came to Canada in year two thousand. I did my my uh, grad school at UBC, um, in then later I did an MBA at McGill. So I've and I've always uh, worked at the intersection somehow between clean tech and innovation. My very first job in Canada was at a biofuels companies, bio, uh, company, bio, biomass to biofuels. So this is a, uh, to this day, this is a very dear topic to me uh, um, as well, very close to my heart. Uh, then after completed my MBA, I worked with my very first client in the hydrogen sector. And uh, I guess I fell in love with the space. I um, I later went on to manage a greenhouse gas um, reduction fund um, out of Ontario for industrial emitters. And then hydrogen again was among the technologies that I work with. Um, and then I started volunteering for groups such as the uh, Hydrogen Business Council. So I, I learned a lot more about hydrogen and um, went on to, to found, um, together with some really amazing people here in Ontario, uh, the Ontario Clean Technologies Industry Association. And that then gave me hands-on experience on how the how integrate intricate how important the role of an industry association is. Um, then I, 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 at the same time I was leading the industry-facing team at a, at a group called MyTax that you may know about. Uh, they do um, industry academic collaboration and talent development, and I had the chance to develop our own clean tech strategy, contribute to Canada's um, um, FDI. Uh, foreign direct investment strategy for hydrogen. So I guess, um, you know, moving to a full-time job in hydrogen was probably the next uh, natural step for me. And that's how I got to the Canadian Hydrogen and Fuel Cell Association today. Well, that's awesome. Well, tell me a little bit about the association and, um, you know, how's it helping shape the industry? Right. So, so, uh, so at uh, CHFCA, we, we strive to be a unified voice for the hydrogen sector in Canada. And this is really important because we are in the very early stages of the industry. So we need a very strong voice nationally, um, also internationally, right? To be recognized as a major player in hydrogen. 
Um, and this will enable uh, will enable the industry to scale to, the, to to get to the scale we need. Hydrogen is really not new, but hydrogen as an industry in the scale that we're looking at, it is new. So it's a nascent industry, and uh, what we want to see is uh, the industry to scale as rapid rapidly as possible, so that this can allow hydrogen costs to 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 come down to a competitive uh, level. So we have uh, close to 200 members uh, by now, mm-hmm. and to serve them best, it's, it's, it's a lot of members uh, covering the, the, the whole spectrum <clears throat> of the hydrogen value chain and the whole spectrum of, of, of a company, the life cycle of a company from startup to SME to M&Es, right? So different needs. And uh, to serve them best, uh, we are also developing an affiliate model. So each province of region has its own executive director who's able to provide value at the regional level. So it's that boots on the ground model, if, if you will. And, uh, and then also hold closer relationship with the members, understand their needs, understand um, what it is, you know, the, the gaps that we have uh, for the sector to, to get to scale. Uh, so very member focused, and we also have a number of collaboration agreements with uh, with other regions where we don't have a uh, an official affiliate yet. Hmm. Now you mentioned, um, you know, you do a little bit of awareness and education. You know, there there will be a lot of that involved because you are a new organization. Hundred percent. So, so I would say that the uh, well, no, no day on the job is the same as the previous day. To be very honest, so that it keeps it very entertaining. But awareness and education is at the core of what we do. Just us talking about hydrogen, right, and, and discussing hydrogen also demystifying some of the, uh, the the aspects of of, of hydrogen and, and and some dated notions about hydrogen. Um, getting everyone from end users familiarized with with hydrogen at the end of the day, this would be the adopters, right, mm-hmm. of, of of hydrogen. Uh, understanding also their needs and 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 the specs that they would need. Um, in in a fuel, for example, right? Uh, working with municipalities is extremely important. Uh, working with the provincial governments, with the federal government, uh, with the different um, players within the value chain that uh, are looking to uh, to also get into the hydrogen space. So I would say that awareness and education is going to be one of the core um, um, elements of, of of our work uh, for for a long time to come. Absolutely, it should be. Um, transporting ammonia, you know, from coast to coast, it you know it has a lot of complexities. You know, we're not a flat country. I mean, there's you know you have mountains no, through. So, can you tell you know tell me um, what some some of the challenges would be? Right. So, I mean, tra- uh, transporting hydrogen in general, right? It, it is clearly a crucial part of the process of bringing the product to the end user or to the points of shipping, for for example, right? From production point to, to whatever that hydrogen is uh, is going. The, the options to consider, and, 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 and I don't think that we will be speaking about literally from coast to coast, uh, moving hydrogen or ammonia, at least not now. There's the European backbone uh, being developed, but but we're not there yet, right? Right. Uh, so, so the options to consider when when we are uh, moving hydrogen via hi- hydrogen itself or, or carriers, 
would be one example. Pipeline, uh, ammonia by rail, um, and then when we ship to other continents, the options would be ammonia, which is an option that is is is, is very much present and likely the uh, the the one to soonest uh, happen. And there are other carriers as well. There's methanol, there's liquid, liquid organic, hydrogen, and each of these have complexities. Now, the logistics of moving ammonia is actually quite well known, and this is a positive. Now, obviously, moving ammonia in the volumes that are talking that we're talking about is novel. And, and you know, so so ensuring the loads can be costly, uh, costly, and um, and also it's just important to do it safely and smoothly. Uh, it's really important for the industry <clears throat> to ensure uh, safety, um, so 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 that uh, that awareness element, that education element, together with um, you know moving uh, hydrogen, whatever carrier it is, safely can provide that added reassurance to to industry, to government, to the population in general, right? To you and me as well. Well, when you mention safety or safely, because it's very um, explosive, is it, you know? Well, hydrogen is a fuel. If you want to combust it, it better react in the presence of oxygen. Now, I, otherwise it wouldn't be a fuel. That applies to propane, that applies to natural gas, that applies to gasoline. Right. We do need them to ignite, for example, or we do need them to release energy in a fuel cell, right? right. Uh, otherwise they would not be able to be a fuel. Mm -hmm. uh, now, hydrogen is interesting because hydrogen is also extremely light. It's the first element in the uh, in the periodic table, right? So if there is a leak of hydrogen and it goes into the air, it will just, you know, go up into the atmosphere yeah. and, uh, and, 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 and how and, and when an explosion would happen. Uh, there are a lot of elements that, that, that need to, uh, to concur for that to happen. So it is as any fuel needs to be handled with care, but it is not more explosive than, than other fuels would be, hmm. if, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I, I, I never would have thought of that, you know, the, the, safe, the safety component of it. Um, so getting back, you know, getting back to, uh, you know, the association and the role that you play there, uh, how do you, how do you listen to your members? You know, can you give us a couple of examples of how you've listened to them and addressed their issues? So that is actually a very, very important question. We, uh, um, I have a large board, uh, and that, that actually allows us to bring, um, uh, members from coast to coast to the, uh, board. Uh, from the different elements of, that, that we mentioned right uh, of the supply chain. So that means that they can help shape uh, the direction of the association, different pathways, different priorities, uh, producers, consumers, uh, groups along the supply chain providing services. Um, so, so, so this helps uh, me listen to what uh, these different uh, groups have to bring. That's really important. Uh, we have a number of committees um, and the members participate very actively and the committees also help shape the direction of, of, of the association. That's really important. Government relations and communications, talking about, aware, about awareness, right? Are some of uh, our core committees, they're very well attended with members from coast to coast. There's also innovation. And uh, we're very fortunate. I would say that a lot of our uh, mo our members tend to be extremely good citizens uh, of the organization. So I, I get a lot of help developing our the best governance structure for growth, positioning us for growth, 
Uh, so we have governance and, and finance committee as well. Uh, but uh, in, in addition, we have um, what we call uh, member Monday uh, webinars. These are member only uh, spaces to have discussions, the new members present. Uh, we strive to develop, to help develop also B2B relationship between the members at uh, almost 200 members. There are a lot of relationships that can happen internally and it's really gratifying to see uh, when you can make an introduction and that can 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 result hopefully in a business uh, deal for them. We also have topic webinars and the members can choose what they did, uh, what they want to present. Uh, we also have uh, annual and, and, and that's a lot of what we're doing now, beginning of the year. We talk about the advocacy priorities for the different members for uh, for the year, right? What do you want us to focus on? What are your your main your main pain points? What are the things that you want to achieve? How can we help you do that? Um, and and then having reached a critical mass um, number of members, we ensure that every member has uh, a point of contact in the association. I come from a business development background, so I'm used to having a team of account managers managing uh, relationships. So, so, so relationship holders, um, so that the members know that there's someone they can pick up the phone and speak with one of us and, and discuss the issues, the priorities, and uh, what needs to happen by when. And the space is so moving so fast that uh, that we have a lot of uh, the sort of touching with the companies. How is the business of hydrogen changing in Canada? You know, do you have any examples of of how it is? Uh, so, so there's uh, it is changing and it is changing very rapidly. And uh, what I see is that there's a, there's an increase in interest and uh, understanding of hydrogen uh, since the 2020 launch of the Canadian hydrogen strategy. There has been a lot of interest uh, in Canada, also internationally, and, uh, and 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 then you see the number of partnerships uh, with between the East Coast and and, and the EU, and there are also new uh, partnerships uh, being formed between the West Coast and the Indo-Pacific region. So a lot more activity in the sector that resulted in um, in new initiatives, uh, new funding, and and hopefully very soon uh, finalized uh, legislation for the clean uh, hydrogen ITC. So. Uh, a lot more activity in the sector, major projects under consideration, no major projects uh, at FID right now, but uh, but I believe that is coming. Right. No, that's good. So what does 2024 look like? You know, it's a new year. What does hydrogen and the fuel cell industry itself, how does it look like? So I was talking to someone about this the other day, and uh, to me, 2024, we have done a lot of groundwork, right? Mm -hmm. uh, 2024 is an action year, so we really need to get stuff done. We need to, uh, it's a critical year for, for hydrogen. That's how I, you know, uh, set my uh, my mindset coming into the year, refreshed from the holidays. Uh, we have the, like I mentioned, the Clean Hydrogen ITC legislation on the review right now. We're extremely active in providing feedback as, as we speak. So, so, so I encourage you and everyone actually to provide feedback, uh, to come to me or to us at CHFCA, uh, to ensure that we can elevate your voice. So it's a crucial year. Uh, we have a, an instrument, uh, an ITC, and there are other ITCs that are actually quite, uh, complementary to. So we need to make sure that they are effective and, and efficient, um, so that, um, so that they can help uh, scale up the sector as directed by the Canadian hydrogen strategy. So this is one of those action items. 
it's happening this year. Um, we have the, the opportunity this year, as we speak, uh, during the, uh, the, the review period uh, to develop an ITC that is competitive, that attracts investment to Canada, all that happening in 2024, right? Especially when you consider IRA 45B legislation that, that is delayed. So we have a window so have here a window. that we yeah. definitely need definitely to, need to, to, to exploit. So it's very active here. It's a year for action, if, you, if I can sum it up. Well, I wish you all the continued success with you and your organization as you do great things to advance hydrogen and in Canada. And uh, with, there's a lot of interest in it and there's a lot of awareness and education that needs to take place. So Absolutely. thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Talk to you soon. Thanks. It's really great to see how hydrogen and fuel cell technology is having its moment here in Canada. Thanks, Yvette, for joining me today. This podcast is sponsored by the awesome people at Smart Energy Halifax. The Smart Energy event takes place here in Halifax every April and registration is going on now. So make sure you sign up. In the meantime, I'm your host, Maria McGowan. Thanks for joining me today.